Did you know for every just 1% that a mortgage rate increases, it increases the payment by 12%. That's what everybody's worried about in the real estate market saying with all these interest rates increasing, it's going to crash the real estate market because mortgages are just going to get unaffordable at current high prices. Do you think this market's actually going to be able to withstand that rate increases? Stick tuned to this video to find out our opinion. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera, and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. I'm John Barr with an investor's journey, bringing you the best tips, tricks, and strategies to help you succeed in real estate the right way. In this channel, we go over everything that we're currently working on, and we let you know what's working and what's not. If you're new to this channel, we would love it if you just go down and give us a little a like and maybe a subscribe. And if you find this information useful, go ahead and just share this with somebody that you think would be interested in this information. Without further ado, let's get on to the market update. First up, we have building permits for the month of March. Single family residential, we clocked in at 1,142. That is a 20.4% decrease year over year. So it's a pretty substantial drop in uh, building permit applications. Two to four units, we only had four, which is an 87.5% decrease year over year. And I'm never really too concerned about what the two to four units are, because those aren't your big production builders. It's usually your one-off contractors or individuals that are applying for those types of permits. Five plus units, that is a 988% increase or 988 permits issued. That is a 30.9% increase year over year. Pretty substantial shift from single family residential permits to multifamily. That's what we've been hearing in the market a lot in this current conditions with labor prices getting so high, materials getting so high that you're seeing that big builders are coming in and doing more multifamily because there's just, they just can't build houses fast enough where a house takes up so much lumber that uh, and only one family fits in it when you can use that lumber to build multifamily and that really increases the supply of housing and overall units on the market. Average sales price is up to 374168 and that is a 19.11% increase year over year. So no surprise to see another double digit appreciation. Median sales price is sitting at 325000 which is a 20.4% increase year over year. So the first time we've ever crossed over to 20% here in San Antonio. What we're looking at here is our median sales price priced all the way back to June 2010 up until April 2022. And what you're really seeing here is what a normal sales cycle typically looks like all the way up, obviously, until the pandemic when things just went parabolic and got all screwed up. But we will eventually return to the normal sales cycle. And I think it's with these average interest rates hikes, we will see some of that stuff start to normalize. What you're seeing is our sales cycle typically peaks in the summertime between the months of April, May, June, July, and August, where you see that like kind of crest at the top where we get the highest median sales price and then drips drops down into wintertime with a little bit of bump around December when people are trying to buy into the uh, right before the end of the year. So where we use this stuff is we love 
load up on inventory right there in that January, February, or basically November, December, January, February, because by the time we buy those houses, get them renovated, get them on the market, we're right at that next great selling season where we have lower months of inventory, prices are on the rise, and it typically gives us a better uh, opportunity to make a little more money from when we originally bought it. So that's something that you can use this information when you are buying property as the data does show the best time to be buying houses for us as investors and the best time to be selling them as investors. And even if you're a homeowner, try to buy in the wintertime where there's a little less competition or people trying to move around. Next up, we have the year-over-year -year appreciation plotted on the graph all the way back to June 2011 through April 2022. And the reason we really track this stuff is I want to see what is the long-term trend over a period of time for the interest rate hikes or the appreciation rates. So you can see going back until uh, back in 2011, right coming out of the last recession, that it really regret or turned around and went very high very quickly in the 10, 11% and started to decline somewhat as it, time went on. And you can see where the last uh, cycle of interest rate hikes, where it really started to bring that down into the 2, 4%. But with the pandemic, with the prices, uh, the interest rates going through the zero, everybody wanted to get out. You can see that we have been hitting double digit appreciations basically since the summer of 2020. So going on two years of double digit appreciation, but I think that's really going to slow down because that is by design. What interest rate hikes is designed to do is to slow down price appreciation and create some normalcy because we cannot keep going on at double digit appreciation for a extended periods of time because eventually you're going to hit a new norm where just nobody can afford houses and prices would have to come down to get back to that two to 4% range. That is the long-term historical average. I don't know when that time period is because it doesn't show up in the last basically 10 years of here, but that two to 4% average appreciation rate is what we're trying to get back to on the houses. Next up, we have total sales sitting at 3,522, which is a 0.7% decrease year over year. So we're not seeing the slowdown in total sales yet in the uh, with these new interest rate hikes, but I expect to see some stuff happening through the summer and into next year. Average rental price up 12.9% year over year, up to 1,778. So that's good news as us as landlords that we're able to raise our rents and the market is able to bear that, especially with these uh, new tax rates coming down because here in Texas, we have very high tax rates, very high uh, property tax rates because we don't have a state income tax. So a lot of our tax basis comes from the ownership of property. And if we cannot pass that on to our tenants, we would not be able to maintain our homes and our properties and we would have to sell those off to somebody else. So here we got the average rent rates going all the way back to January 14. And it's no surprise it follows pretty much the same cycle that the median sales price does, where it kind of goes up in the summertime and down in the winter. And where we really use this stuff, and I encourage every landlord to do the same thing, is in your leases, no matter when you start the start the lease, pick up the property, get it online, turn over tenant, always have your leases end right around that March, April, May timeframe so that when you have a new tenant turnover, you can get it back on the market at a higher rate and have it rent at a lot faster pace. All of our leases that for our properties end in those three month period, no matter when we start it, we've done seven month leases, we've done 19 month leases, we've done everything in between to get it to always land in that springtime. So when we get it on the market, we have the best chance to get a new tenant in there at a very quick rate. 
So it's something I'm going to continue to watch pretty closely, especially with these rent rates as a landlord for multiple properties. I need to know if the market is bearing these higher interest rate or not these uh, interest rates, but the higher rent rates. So we can increase our rents to offset some of those tax bases on the insurance and taxes that continue to increase on our mortgages. Now to employment for the month of March, we were at 1,188,500. And that is a 5.05% increase year over year, which is fantastic news to see the increase like that. And those increases we want to continue to see for a robust housing market and a robust employment market. And that was uh, 3,881 jobs gained from the previous month. Unemployment is sitting at 3.49, and that is a 0.75% decrease from the previous month. So that is a fantastic number, and that's really bringing us back down to full, considered full employment uh, for the market, which is why you're seeing the Federal Reserve starting to rise interest rates, because we are back to full employment from our highs that we were hitting, I think, in 14 in uh, two years ago um, with the onset of the pandemic. And this is what I was talking about for the 20, the unemployment rate, where it really spiked up and we want to see it continually to fall. So it's going to be a zigzag route on the way down. But uh, that is what I want to continue to see is that zigzag all the way down. So you can see we're back to full employment uh, where we are, where we weren't quite pre-pandemic levels of the summer of 2019. But uh, we are getting there at a very rapid rate, which is why you're starting to see, like I'll say it again, that the Federal Reserve is starting to pump the brakes and trying to slow down the economy without quite crashing it. And guys, if you are looking for a copy of these slides, go ahead and text MARKET to 210-794-9898 and we can get you a copy of all the slides and get notified of when this stuff uh, comes out. Now on two months of inventory for the month of April, we are sitting at 1.21 months of inventory and there's a 0.38% decrease in the previous month. And just to put it in perspective where we were last year, April of 2021, we were at 1.31 months of inventory. So why is months of inventory so important? This is really what investors use as a gauge, well, a lot of people use it as a gauge, as the type of market we're in, whether we're in buyer and seller, and the overall speed and like temperature of the market. Right now, we have these numbers. We are a historical low month of inventory. I'm sure it's no surprise that uh, if you're anywhere connected to the real estate market right now, you know our inventory is super low. So our balance market, they say, is anywhere between four and a half to six months of inventory. And what that really means, if no new houses were put up for sale, how long would it take for the market at its current buying rate to literally buy every house in the entire market? So right now, if no new houses got listed, it'd take 1.21 months of inventory for every house to be purchased by the buyer, the current buyer demand. So that means there are way more buyers than there are sellers right now, which is that is what is driving prices so high. So that is something that we are going to continue to watch and, and watch, I mean, every single month, because I want to know what our market conditions currently are and what is the overall buyer appetite for housing. So right now we are still in a very strong seller market to where there is way too many buyers trying to buy and not enough sellers to fuel the overall demand. So that is a number that we are going to watch religiously as we start seeing these interest rate hikes, the tax rates set, and these new payments really start hitting the market and see if we were able to slow this down. So that's why I'm thinking like it's not going to be a quote unquote crash uh, in the real estate market just because interest rates are rising because we are still historically low on the inventory. But something could happen. The Federal Reserve could screw something up and they could crash the market in some way, shape or form. But this is an indicator that we will constantly be watching to see what the market really responds or how the market really responds with these new interest rate hikes. So tune in every month to make sure that you get this information. 
Now you ask yourself, so great, I understand this month's inventory, what do we do with that? Well, I'm gonna show you what you do with that. So we track the overall housing market by two different ways, do it by price range and by zip code. And I wanna know where the hottest price points are and the hottest zip codes, because that's where I wanna buy houses. So it's no surprise to see the bulk of our inventory being consumed in the 200 to $350,000 price range. So right there you have out of all of our sales, you got for almost half of them right there in that price range. So for us in our business, we target that price point of the 200 to 350,000. That's where we all want our innovations to be. That's where we want the values of our rental properties to be because that shows that's where the most in demand for housing is where the most of the inventory is being consumed. So that's something you can use in your business is to really target that price point. Because another reason we really target that stuff is we want to know where everybody is buying because that's where the most demand is. So that's where people are trying to strive to from like buy up to as their careers increases. And if interest rates go too high and people can't afford them, you can still get good housing in that 200 to $350,000 price point. So you got people trying to get up or move up to housing and you have people trying to come down because they can't afford the higher prices. So for us, that's where we love to buy and we love to hold because that's where the most demand is for the current market. So next up, we do it by zip code. And this is the top 10 zip codes with the lowest months of inventory. So right, you can see this month, it is 78247, which is on the Northeast side of San Antonio. And we have several rental properties in that uh, zip code. And it's not by design. It's because you can see exactly what this low months of inventory does. So I price in here, show you April of 2020, that zip code was at just shy of 220,000. The average price as of April of 2022, was 300,000. That means if you bought a house in April in 2020, stuck a tenant in it for two years, did no upgrades to it, and immediately turned around and resold that property, you gain $80,000 in appreciation without doing almost anything to the property and you cash flowed from it. I use this as an illustration to you can really get an idea of what these low months of inventory really do to a price point and a zip code and an area over an extended period of time, which is why we track it so much. And we use it as a gauge in our market and in our business on where we want to buy. And guys, if you want the full list of inventory, make sure you text market to 210-794-9898 so you can get the full list of zip codes. Now the caveat to the lowest months of inventory is the highest months of inventory. And that's not to say these zip codes are bad because you can look down this list and the majority of them still have gone up in price, except for what do we got in there? One of them did not go up in price. Now the caveat to the lowest months of inventory is the highest months of inventory. Now it's not to say these are bad zip codes by any means, because you can still see it's super low month of inventory across all of them below the equilibrium. They're still all in seller's markets. And you can see that the prices still have increased in all of these, but one on a two year basis. But I do want to show that uh, there are inventories that do increase, when, especially compared to the top when every single one of them was below one. And you have these that are anywhere between one and three. And I really want to show these things to show that like this market will normalize and it will get back to a point where the highest months of inventory could quite be in a buyer's market. And that's typically on the higher end of the property. So you go back and look at my videos from two, three, four years ago that, that I've been recording these and you'll see what a normal market typically tends to look like. And now it's not to say these are add zip codes by any means. It's just to illustrate that there is more competition in this inventory, in this section. You need to be careful where your inventory currently 
is because inventory and uh, is what everybody uses to gauge how hot a market is, like I've said several times. So as you're moving into a neighborhood or looking at a property, you need to be looking at not just the zip code, the price range, the neighborhood, the state, the area, the city. You need to be looking at all of that stuff to determine if this a good investment. So if you see high months of inventory, I'd say you need to not buy that property. You need to make sure you take into account that there is a lot of inventory. So you need to buy at a steeper price for yourself and be cognizant of that inventory level and the type of rehab they are currently doing. So if you get it at a good price and you high inventory, you want to go look at those houses and say, all right, I see what their renovation style are. I need to do it better. And you need to account for those costs to do it better. So you can put more money into those higher ROI places in a house, which is your kitchens, your master bathrooms, be able to do staging, be able to afford photos, virtual tours, landscaping for sure to get that good curb appeal. Cause you only get one time for a first impression of a house. And you need to make sure your house gets that wow factor. So you drive that traffic to your house when they look at all of the houses in that neighborhood. Now, again, uh, this is just the bottom 10 and I gave you the top 10. I think there's 65, 70 zip codes in there. So if you're interested in a certain area, make sure you go ahead and text market to 210-794-9898 and we can get you on our list so you can get that full list of zip codes. So remember, I put these out every single quarter right towards the end of the month. And sorry, this one's a little late this month. It kind of got away with time, but I put these out every single month. So make sure you subscribe, give us a like, really helps us out and tune in. And every quarter I go over the major Texas metros, all four of them, and do something very similar like you see in this presentation. So with that, that really concludes this month's market date. We'll see you guys next month.